Salutations, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. My name is Kate, and this is my mom, Sheila. And we are just so excited that you're with us today. And I wanted to share a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I am part of everything that I have read. What have you been reading? We'll share with you what we've been reading and what's at the top of our book stack. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are diving into The Five Love Languages of Children by Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell. And if you're familiar with The Love Languages, which was pretty old, like mm -hmm. 20 years ago or 30, uh, that's by Gary Chapman. And when he decided to do one on um, with children, Ross Campbell is the expert on children. And I really like that he called in an expert. I do too. I like that he was humble and... And so this was uh, published in 1997. If you've never heard of the five love languages, um, it's Gary Chapman came up with it, the adult version, but they're the same for the kids, but they are acts of service, physical touch, quality time, gifts, and words of affirmation. Yes, and then uh, and it is typical that people will speak one or two of these languages. And he even has in this, the mark of an adult is the ability to give and receive uh, love in all the languages, mm -hmm. but he said, however, most stick with one or two. Mm -hmm. They just stick where you're comfortable. So if you, if you like, if you like getting gifts and receiving gifts, gifts might be your love language, but usually you might have another, uh, backup. So like one and two, I, um, did this with my kids, my class, just to see. And some of them had the same amount, um, cause there's a little test in the back of the book and you can check, uh, and it's really is enlightening for parents to see how well you know your kid. Mm. And there were some that had three that were the same. Mm. But, you know, in the Bible, what does it say? That a child shall lead them. Mm. So children may be better in expressing this than adults. That's oh. my conclusion. I think so. Because they're not, they're more pure in a sense. They mm -hmm. haven't been convoluted by the world. And well, they're going to be honest with yeah. you, you know, and he gives you two choices. So it's a, a different than the adult version. But basically, um, and then I had a couple of parents do it, do it to compare with their child. And one parent, she had hers spot on. But I will say this: I do think the gift one is the easiest one to recognize. Yes, Re recognize. So yes. you, yeah. and you know, this is really powerful too because a lot of times people will think, "Oh, you're just being materialistic," and they'll put a negative thing because someone is really into gifts and stuff like that. When you kind of got need to step back and think, is that their love language? And they're expressing, and that's how they 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 need that to feel loved. And so it may it it's not really materialistic. It's just that's how their love tank is. And the gift, in, but it does come with a caution. That's the one that because it says uh, caution children receiving ill advised gifts, mm -hmm. then they can become um, materialistic and manipulative. So a gift could be like you find a four-leaf clover together and you mash that out and make a bookmark. Mm -hmm. That's a gift. Mm -hmm. A gift is a poem. Or a, a gift, note a in note. a lunchbox. Yeah. It doesn't need to be something you buy. It, you, like you take a walk together and you get a pebble. Mm -hmm. And then that's a, a gift. So we, we need to think widely mm -hmm. on gifts, you know. But, that's good that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't have to be something with a price tag. Mm -hmm. It could be 
it could be anything, you know. And sometimes they couple together. Like if I make you cookies, that's a gift, but it's also an act, act of, of service. service. So I, I think that kind of goes together. Yeah. So um, on this, what I have a quote. A child with a full love tank can respond to parental guidance without resentment. And in here, he talks about if a child is, their love tank's full, it's, he calls it emotional. Emotional or love, love tank. tank. Yeah. Uh, they will respond to discipline without resentment. Like if I say, we, hey, you know, hug, whatever. If you're as physical touch and I hug you and we, you know, wrestle with you or whatever. And then I say, hey, let's go clean the garage. You're going to do it. That's because you're, yes, because you feel But up. if you're not full, if you're empty, uh, you're going to have, well, and, and they may do it, mm -hmm. but they, they'll resent that. And I thought that was profound, very profound. It's a different way of thinking about things. It's really, I love it because it makes you more intentional, mm -hmm. and but it's more effective. It's like yeah. a more effective, more intentional way of doing it. And he talks about, too, about discipline. If you need to discipline the kid, you need to do their their whatever their primary. primary love language is first before the discipline do the discipline or punishment and then end with their primary love language so and they I think feel a lot loved. of people do that but they usually do hugs they mm -hmm. hug the kid they tell the kid and then they hug the kid but if that's if if physical touch is not my primary love, love language and i needed you to say okay you're a good kid you just made a bad choice yeah we're going to get beyond this. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I really like how you usually don't do this. Yeah. Like, in really, yeah. You might need words of affirmation, you know. you might Or need... acts of service. Which we were talking about this. Some of them are easier than others. Mm -hmm. and I so, mean, physical touch is the easiest one. Yeah. A hug, hug high hug, five. Hug. Yeah. And we're fist just, bump, yeah. tickle time. Yeah. All that yeah. is easy. Mm -hmm. But the you have to be a little more intentional with acts of service and uh, quality time. Quality time. And, yeah. So, I'm, and I, and... And also in there, if you want to know your child's love language, listen to what they're saying. Like I had this one. It says, um, if, if a kid says to you, uh, what does it say? Oh, if they want you to say, uh, to comment on their work, that's words of affirmation. Like, look at what I did. Mm -hmm. if, 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 they, if they want you to look and watch them. My, my oldest son, he's all like, look at this, mom. Look at this. Look at this. That's quality time. Mm -hmm. He wants you to be attuned to him. But if they show you their work and they want something, that's words of affirmation. And if they say this, you're always too busy. You're never, you don't have time for me. Well, that is a negative way, but it is still saying quality time. I need quality time. time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I just thought you, we just need to um, focus on what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's this, at one point he said, receiving love and learning to give love is the soil of which all endeavors grow. So we all want the kids to grow. Yes. But we've got to put the right nutrients yes. in the soil. And know? it starts with the parents. Yeah. And I like how he says it is a language. So think of like... French in, and German yeah, and all that. And your kids speak in German and you're talking to them in English. They're not going to receive what you're trying to do mm -hmm. very I mean, well. And what's hilarious, it says uh, when he was talking about marriage, no two people with the same love language, rarely do they get married. Mm -hmm. and, and ironically, your child may have a different love language than, you know. Well, I know my husband is words of affirmation and I'm quality time gifts, acts of service are my top three. And it's funny because he tells me 
Oh, he, he tells me a lot of things, really nice things. Like, oh, thank you for doing this. You work really hard for the family. Like, and how about you pick up a broom and help? <laughs> yeah, that's what you're thinking. Yeah, and I'm like, that's his. Yeah. But it's hard for me to we speak We love his, in our love language, yes. normally. Yeah. And they can change. So, you know, don't nail your child down to a certain one because they're learning and growing. They may not change, but they might change. It could be very fluid and there's seasons. There may be a season where they need more physical touch. There may be a season where they need more mm-hmm. quality time. It's, it but. was just a phenomenal book to open your eyes. This was, it said, listening to people is one of the greatest gifts you can give your kids. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is powerful. And we have people today that they, even in the political realm, realm you'll hear a reporter ask a question and it never gets answered. That's true. So why? Nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. You know, so just really listening. And it says if you're affirming a kid, try to do that three times a day. And I'd say that wouldn't hurt any kid no. to hear a positive oh, yeah. comment three times a day. And it or said, spouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or spouse. He said, look for them to do something right. Mm. But never. And it, it also said it is bad if you um, do that too frequently. If you if overdo you, it, yeah, then it loses its meaning. That's true. Because it says if you praise too frequently, it has little effect, and uh, something about it can go the other way or something. I mean, it's it's if it's not specific, right? Yeah. It's really important for you not to just say, "Oh, you work really hard," but like, "Thank you for taking care of the chickens," or "Thank you for." And doing also, it in that realm of words, it says it's better to ask. Could you take out the trash yes. instead of take out the trash? You know, and that really that would work with people, grown ups too, wouldn't you yes, think? 100%. Could you? Would you? It's so much nicer. Yeah. And then on top of that too, I like that the idea of you want your kids to to be multilingual in love. Oh, languages. definitely. So it's not just about finding their love languages and nailing it down. No, it's, it's about them learning. All, All of, them. of them, so that when they grow, whoever they marry, they can speak their language because their kids are going to have different languages. We want them to be able to speak everyone's love multilingual. Language. Yes, yeah. but it is it's helpful for a parent to know where to get the biggest bang for your buck. Yes, because time is time is short sometimes, and yes. if Junior's love language is touch, give him a hug mm-hmm. instead of saying, "Oh, Junior, you're wonderful." Because I had one boy that I was really shocked in class when I gave this. He only, he scored really, really low on words of affirmation, which surprised me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to spend more time giving him a a high five and uh, his was quality time. Mm -hmm. So spending some time listening to them read is in classroom situation, but at home it could be anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you could um, watch a TV show. And it needs to be something they're interested in. Yeah. So if it's something you're interested in, that does not count for quality time. Yes. They, it's... Even if, you, if you're spending time with them doing something you want to and they don't want, that doesn't count. Yeah. It will not. You can't live uh, vicariously. Make them live through you. Yeah. Oh, guess what? I'm, we're going to watch that documentary on Larry Bird. <laughs> well, they may not even like basketball. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got you to gotta play to what they're interested play in. Play to their strengths. I thought this was good, too. It's It was talking about, because um, there's different times and there's different seasons and some kids have been through divorce and or lost a parent and there's grief and he was talking about um that that can rupture an emotional and that takes a lot of a lot more quality time and stuff and that's why it's even more important to know what their language is because you're rebuilding at that point yeah but he talked about fear anger anxiety readily drain love from a child's emotional tank and so 
if if your child is experiencing any of those things you know just know that that is really you're gonna have to be putting in more fuel than normal to get that back up well then i had this was and my mom was a very angry person very short fuse i don't even know if she had a fuse so it it says the greatest enemy of encouragement and and mine happened to be words of affirmation as a kid you know Mm -hmm. and i i think how detrimental we were not a good pair you really but the greatest enemy of encouraging is anger. Ooh. And so if, if so you could even have poured into this emotional tank, but if you get angry, you, you lose it all. You drained it. So mm. that's what my life was like. It yeah. was like, because she was, she didn't hold back on it, on saying good job if you brought home all A's. She's like, good job, good job. But I, I, I have heard people, they look at a report card and they say, the kid may have all A's and one B. What'd you get that B for? Mm-hmm. Okay. Focus well, really, bag. you got you got six A's. Mm-hmm. Let, let's concentrate on that. But we kind of like uh, major on minors. I loved in the book he talked about. There's a whole chapter on single parenting, and in that, uh, the the guy who they were highlighting, he said, "My mom majored on the majors, mm-hmm. and she did not say anything negative." But you know when, why I think God when they were going around uh, Jericho and they couldn't say anything. Well, they had just been circumcised, so I think they would, they would be complaining. Oh, this hurts. I can't believe we're walking around the city now. But they had to walk, march around one time for six days without saying a word. So, um, yeah, we did that at school. We marched around the school one time, and, man, they can barely make it. And the minute we come back in the classroom, but being quiet and thoughtful and not saying anything negative is really hard. Well, negativity is contagious. So, you know, it spreads through... And so is so is the opposite. Positivity. Po- yeah, they're both contagious. Mm-hmm. So, well, I heard uh, a man yesterday at church, and he said because the the sermon was on be the light because Jesus we're supposed to be Jesus's light to the world. He said, don't make that cranky waitress's day worse. She's mm-hmm. already struggling. You smile. You you give her a tip. You mm-hmm. you do the right thing. And like somebody's checking you out. Maybe they're incompetent at Walmart or whatever. But he said, don't don't make it worse. Mm-hmm. Don't add to someone's struggles. You can turn it around. And that is so true. If you just start smiling and you know being helpful, going that extra mile, mm-hmm. then things will turn around. And that's the way it is with kids mm-hmm. too. Same thing. You know, especially when I think the love languages is important is is if they are struggling. You know, I, it's easy to say, well, I'll just give you a hug and that's going to be it. But you, you might need to talk. They mm-hmm. may need to talk to you. And I love how, and this is so true, quality time. If you think, well, my kid doesn't ever want to talk, try talking to them at bedtime. Oh, They'll yeah. talk. Because <laughs> that's how it came. I mean, at bedtime, blah, 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 blah. I don't know blah, if you've blah, seen blah. that. There's a funny clip that's going around and there's a, a, a guy that is... That what do you call it? Bungee jumping or about to bungee jump, and they they knock you off in this chair, and you're strapped in, and it's he's a grown man. I don't know in his forties or something, and it's hilarious because it the heading says trying to put your kids to bed, and then it shows they're trying to push him off, and he's like wait 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 it's like I I I just want to, and he's just like trying to talk to them, and then they're like okay sir, and they're like wait 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 wait, I'm like that is putting kids to bed, yeah, and they want to talk, yeah. That is so the they time. might not have wanted to talk before, but they're really, they want to talk now. And, yeah. and those are your people that want, you can get a lot, words of affirmation and quality time together. And physical touch if you're yeah. snuggling. and yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's. And there, here we do have to put a plug in for reading the Oh, lab. yes. Put reading in that lab. plug. It yeah. gets a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So you get your quality time. You get your physical touch if you're snuggling close. Mm-hmm. And 
Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yep. And I would say it's also a gift. You are giving them the gift of discernment. Because if your uh, protagonist is making mistakes and everything, you don't have to make all the mistakes. You can learn from them. So, and also you're giving them the gift of learning to listen. Mm. And you're increasing their stamina in that. So when they grow up, they can listen to their kids. And it is an act of service because it's your time. You're, yeah. you are, so really, you're taking time. It's so, huge. It is big. I think that one is a good... That bang for your buck. That, that will cover a lot. and it, But be very, very careful on what you choose to read. I mean, make it mm-hmm. make it good. I mean, there's every book is not Charlotte's Web. You know what I'm saying? But that's why we're here. We're here to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. I, for a personal antidote about this. So, Mom, you got me this book. And I'm so grateful because I wasn't even through with it and I was seeing fruit from it. So, because... Mm-hmm. There's some days in our week that are really hectic because we have different things. We don't get to come back home from school. There's certain things. And I noticed, especially with my older son, on days like this, he was just, he was a kind of a bear. Didn't, and like when we had MMA stuff, like just not, just struggling, struggling, hard to deal with, hard, you know, just gets in this mood and stuff like that. After I read this, I'm like, I think his tank is empty on those days because he, he needs quality time and gifts were his top ones. And so, you know, sometimes that's hard to do. But you have a car ride. So um, after that, I'm like, I made sure I'm going to be giving him quality time if I can. Or have a little gift or something. And it totally, it was amazing how that works. Because it it went by beautifully. Like, he did better. He was more focused in MMA. He was a happier kid. He was, like, more So you present. actually saw it happen. I saw it saw in real fruit. time, yes. Well, there is a de- delicate balance, and I think when parents are trying to do everything, but so when you can give parents a tool, yes. I mean, p- most parents would would relish getting a tool, you know, of some kind. You know, thank you, thank you, because you're. I just if you have more than one kid, mm-hmm. you've got to. You know, I had three, and n- uh, nobody was alike. You know, you want to think I had a kid, I'm kind of a pro now. I know how this goes down. And then you, you have the second one and totally different. And you're like, I know nothing. I am an idiot. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> and then you have a third one and you're like, okay, I am a buffoon. I know nothing. Because nothing works. The same thing doesn't work. And that's kind of how teachers should be. Start every year with a clean slate because you know nothing about these kids. Mm. Now you do have an arsenal that you have to draw from. And that's good, pick and choose, but you still have to spend time getting to know your, the kid. And you need to get spend time getting to know your kid all the time because they're changing. They are changing all the time. This says, listening to people is one of the greatest gifts you can give your kids. Well, you know what? You need to listen to yourself, too. That's true. Listen, you need to spend some time knowing what kind of, and, and, and don't neglect your gift. That's true. Yeah. And the kids need to know your gift. Mm-hmm. Because that would be how you could listen. They need to. They need to learn how to speak yours. Yeah, yeah. Because you're. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, like some parents would love a poem, and some parents would love if you'd pick up the garage. Well, I mean, and I that we've helped my so my older son again is gifts, and he's always getting my husband these little. He'll spend his money on these gifts and stuff, and so finally I told him, your dad's love language like gifts is low. So I was like, if you want to do something to make him feel love, he feels love. If you say something kind about what something he's cooked, or if you say something kind about how hard he's working, and so it save your money. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this it, really words of affirmation is a great one too because yeah. it's you know you can do that. But you do text. have to be you have to think about you do it. have to think and about like it. Like you said, be specific. Be specific. If yeah. you just said, oh, thanks, Dad, you're great. 
No. That, yeah. that doesn't say anything, but think the steak was amazing. Yes. Then that's that's different. And I think that's the same way with kids. Oh, and you had a point about like some like a paper that I thought Titus said was funny because he made like a 80 on it and you said, how do you feel about that? And he said, well, I studied to get an 80. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. I studied about uh, 80s words. Yeah. But that's good. Because you had a conversation with him, I think that's funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, that you could actually turn that in instead of saying, why didn't you get 100? Blah, blah, blah. You know, well, he got an 80. Embrace it. Mm -hmm. That's what he got. You know, because you can't change the past. Well, and it's good for him to know if you just kind of don't give 100%, then you're not going to get 100%. Yeah. So it's like you're, you, you reap what you sow. Yeah, just the same way that, you know, and I think we want, in our society, we want to sow little and reap a lot. Ooh. Mm. That's what we want. Yep. And we want it like this. Mm. Bam. Yep. And as someone that struggles with patience all the time, you know, I have to. And so, like, now, third, the second semester of third grade is the the sweet whipped cream on top of the pumpkin pie because so the first semester you're like oh your routines and you got to do all that but the second semester is so sweet i think parenthood is that way like you have the struggle and if you do that then by and you get that all in place before the teenage years you Mm -hmm. will you will have a lot better time in teenage years because everybody gets obstinate Mm -hmm. obstinate you know they have that you know, hormones are going. Yes. We, you got to get this in place before the hormones sit in. Don't you think? Uh, I mean, you know. And they talk about that. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're building. You, you need, this is building the foundation. And then you can build on that. Like you said, your yeah. second semester, your first semester, you're laying groundwork. You're pouring concrete. You're working. And then the second one, you're building. You get to see the walls come up and. Yeah. Bloom. Bloom. They blossom. Yeah. And yeah, my third grade teacher when I was a kid said, yeah, third grade's when they blossom if they're going to. And that makes you, I think some may bloom, late bloomers. There's late bloomers. But I I think that, and if the kid sees us growing and sees us trying to do, you know, um, trying to uh, learn things, I think that's that's huge to help them. I had, um, what did I have on this one? It says, um, when a child asks through his behavior, do you love me? Now, what does that look like? Well, that's misbehaving. I'm misbehaving because I'm asking, I don't feel loved, and I'm going to ask you, and it's going to really get under your skin. But mm. that, I think that's pretty significant. So when they misbehave, instead of just jumping and doing something, I'm not saying, I, I'm all for discipline, but I always do ask the question, why? Mm. Why are they, why are they doing that? What does my child need when he or she misbehaves? I mean, we, we do need to discipline, because mm. I had the uh, discipline is the the Greek word for discipline is to train. And I thought that was really cool because it uh, training means I'm not going to do it one time and it's going to be over. I mean, doesn't training mean, have you ever trained a dog to sit or to fetch or something? You're going to do it over and over again. Well, as parents and teachers, everybody gets... It's not a one-time <gasps> one deal. Yeah. yeah, and we kind of want it to be a one-time. One and done. Yes. Yeah. Now, sometimes I do that with warnings. If you're 10 years old, yeah, you should know not to lie, okay? Mm-hmm. But as far as training a habit or, you know, mm-hmm. like this, you're going to have to do it over and over. 100%. You know? And like you, let's say you really affirm little Johnny, and you've affirmed him well. You say, oh, I really appreciate the way you took out the trash without me asking you to. And then time passes. I really appreciate how you put up your backpack. I really appreciate you rinsing out your water bottle. Okay. Well, then the next day you got to start over. Yes. That doesn't hold. 
Yes. He's going to need affirming again. And they had a real cute game for that. It was an ABC game, which you know I like ABCs. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it says, I like you because. And you go through the alphabet. A, I like you because you're artistic. B, I like you because you are brave. Brave, yeah. C, I like you. Well, that would be something the whole family could yeah. join in a car trip and do Johnny and then do Susie or... That's fun. You know, or, that be cool? Yeah, or just alternate and go around yeah. the car. Yeah, That's a that great a, idea. a good game. It didn't, doesn't cost anything. I like this quote, too. When a child's love tank is empty and attention is the only thing that will fill it, the child will go to almost any length to get what she or he needs. So it's like negative. It doesn't matter. And so, like, I like what you said. Uh, why? And and sometimes it's their empty love tank. Sometimes it could be physical. Well, They're that's what hungry. I was had here. Is it yeah. is it a physical problem? Are they in pain? Are they hungry or thirsty? Fatigued? Mm -hmm. Ill? Yes. But that's pretty easy to spot. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you can move. But, on and if from it's there. not that, then it might. It's probably their love tank. And then it says, this was pretty in interesting because it says, what controls a child's behavior when he doesn't have to behave appropriately? A healthy conscience. But what's the raw material from which a normal conscience is formed? And it's guilt. And, you know, people think that's terrible to use guilt. But guilt is in there to say something's wrong, fix it. Mm -hmm. So it's not terrible to have guilt. We need that. You don't need to swallow it up, but... A certain amount of guilt is necessary for the development of a healthy conscience. And what will wipe away guilt as clean as a new slate, uh, you know, you're starting over every day. But you do need to say, oh, you hit your sister. You shouldn't have done that. And, and they should feel bad for that. And then they should move on. But now tomorrow, they don't need to feel bad about hitting their sister over and over again. But there does need to be some guilt there. But doesn't it say that anger will, like, it will take, like... So if the kid is feeling guilty, but the parent is angry, then they won't feel guilty. Do you remember yeah. reading that? Oh, it says, and what will wipe away guilt as clean as a new slate. Yeah, this was, I didn't get that far. Punishment. Uh, if you punish a child when he already feels guilty, you kind of, then you're getting resentment in there. Yes. But if they don't feel bad. Yeah. So yes. that, so you need to know your child. So that's hard too, yeah. to, 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 to decipher. Know. Like, how and are they playing yet? Yeah. Are they playing Yeah. Yet? Yeah, because that, really, you think oh, I'm being this good parent. I'm going to punish them. I'm going to be strict, but that actually could be more damaging if they're already remorseful. And and then there's some parents that I'm not going to punish my kids because I was punished. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to let them do whatever they want. Well, that's not training. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Here's they have five ideas on controlling your child's behavior. One was making requests. My dad was great on that. Like. We, you want to help me cut wood? And we would jump at the chance to cut wood. I said, what kind of kids were we? We were a little bit on the dumb side, I guess. A little slow. Well, you wanted to but, spend time with them. Yeah. So. And then um, issuing commands are sometimes necessary when requests fall, fail. Mm. So if I ask you, but we always responded when you ask, you know, you guys want to go cut wood? Yeah, we're in for it. But let's say that we said no, then you do need to make a command. Because sometimes, I mean, when the policeman is flashing the lights at you, he's not suggesting you pull over. He's commanding. Do you want to pull over? <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling like pulling over and getting a ticket? <laughs> so uh, that would, you know, is a time to be kind, but firm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like maybe a kid, you said, you want to take a bath now? And they say no, and they don't ever want to take a bath? You need to take a bath now. Yeah. Then you just flow into issuing commands. And then it calls in gentle physical manipulation. 
And I, I did not, I, it, it kind of went like, that was when they were like two years old. Like, yeah. don't touch the stove. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes and you just, have to and pull them pull away. them away. Or, or if you say, come here, and they don't when they're little, and they say no. Mm-hmm. He talked about that a lot of times. That's not defiance. That's them kind of exercising. They learn the word no. Yeah. yeah. So you just kind of gently get them to where they need to go. But basically all the time he's, what is he actually saying? You've got to be present. Mm. You've got to be present. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Junior wants to touch the stove, you sometimes might have to move the stove or move Junior. Mm-hmm. But you've got to do something there. And he's not against punishment. Their, their punishment was number four. And then number five is behavior modification. So behavior modification can also teach children to use the same method on their parents. So this leads to manipulation. So be careful. Yeah. So you get you your goal is to stay one step ahead of the kids. <laughs> That's pretty hard actually sometimes. And you to do that, it talks about you have to make sure your tank is full. Mm-hmm. You can't properly fill others' tanks when you are running on empty. So because then you will uh, be, be easily manipulated. And, and I have seen that. Like that. Yeah. You but if your tank that. is full, I think you're at a better place to say, nah, I don't think so. And also, like, um, think about it this way, to, to know your kids. So it says critical words can be painful to any child, but to the child that words mm-hmm. are their love language, it, it is emotionally devastating. Yes. So if physical touch is your love language and you're bullied at school and someone pushes you down or grabs you or whatever, that speaks volumes to the kid whose love language might might be gifts. Yes. You got a problem? The gift guy wouldn't even think about that, but the physical touch person will. Or spankings. So, yeah. If you're physical touch and this, that is going to hit, that's really going to be devastating to a kid. And I and I think they have their place, but been, basically when you get where you can talk to kids and reason with them, yeah. um, I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There's effective in uh, other ways. They do need to know boundaries. It's yes. your job as a parent, and the parents are the first teachers. They're the first teachers, and they're the best teacher for a kid is the parents. Mm-hmm. So if if a parent does their job really well about teaching those boundaries, then when they go out into society, well, their life is going to be so much better. You've taught them how to uh, respect authority. You've taught them... That kind of like to defer gratification. You've taught them all these things, how to listen, and their life's going to be full and rich because you did your job. Yeah. And that's hard. Yes. It's what is it time consuming? What did it say? It's a lifetime commitment, basically. Like, how old are you? I'm still your mom. Yeah, 37. Yeah, I I, I don't quit praying for her and I don't quit. I mean, you still. And I still learn from you. You're still teaching me. So I learn from you, too. Okay, so we, we zoomed in. So let's zoom out. A little bit. What give us like? What's your overall takeaway from this book? Well, before okay. I still have one thing that I thought this was cool. It says that kids seldom copy grown-ups at play. Oh yeah, they copy grown-ups when they're working. That's interesting. And I just thought I never thought. And you know, you always tell me God can't drive. God doesn't drive a parked car. Mm-hmm. We got to be doing something, even if we're making mistakes. So they're watching you. And if mama is mopping and sweeping, it, that that's what they mop. Mm-hmm. But nobody says, I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to be dad. Yeah. Nobody says that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to work or I'm going to, you know. But I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. And I, and. Although they do, they will mock you if you're on your phone. They will do that. But I guess a lot of business does take place on a phone. And it says, um, 
parents too busy to teach children how to do laundry, cook, or because of perfection or whatever, if you're just too busy, they're crippling their kids. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that, whoa, that is... Uh, There's such a balance there between being... You want your kids to be independent. And teaching them how to do that. But at the same time, there's like, you don't want them to be, what's the word? I don't Kind of uh, feel like they're abandoned in a way and have to figure mm -hmm. it out. Like, you, there's a support, there's a balance there and it has to be age appropriate. Yeah, you talked about age, age yeah. appropriate. And then teach them, it said, to uh, how to serve themselves and serve others. And I thought that was good because some people are, you see needy people. They can be old, they can be 50 years old and be real needy. Mm -hmm. We read a book where the mother was just real needy. Remember, she wanted her daughter to do everything. And the daughter was drained. Oh, that was the Boundaries book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what that was. <laughs> and the daughter wasn't saying, Mom, I have to do this. I have mm -hmm. to, but she was just needy. The mom was. She probably had an empty love tank. Yeah. It was ruptured probably. Yeah, but. probably had been through a traumatic thing. But I'm, I, I think that there's just little, um, what do you, oh, this is good too. Nuggets. As parents, you only have so much authority. If you waste it being negative, you will not have enough left for the difficult, critical times. Being kind but firm not only conserves your authority, but it enhances your authority because you are gaining your child's respect and love as well as their gratitude. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so powerful because I never thought of authority as a limited resource, mm -hmm. but that's true oh, yeah. mm -hmm. as I thought that's really powerful to look at it that way. Like, do you really, cause it, you use it up quicker negatively. Mm -hmm. So, or do you want it to really get as much use out of it in a positive way as you can and where your kids are feeling loved and they love you and respect you. And I thought that's a really good way to think of authority, not in this controlling way, but in this, I want to help discipline and... I want to help you. Yes. Let me help you. Yes. And, you know, if you are talking negatively all the time, some kids to me, I think, just tune that out and you became like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Mm. I don't even think they hear you. Well, that movie you showed me, Remember the Goal, that had a good example of the parent that was negative to the girl. Like, she was always... You didn't do your homework. You didn't da 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 Yeah. And, you know, it, you see the deflation... Of yeah. the kid. Yeah, she's deflated, and she was doing her homework, actually, yeah. one time. But it was just, uh, I, I, and they do talk about sometimes the, often the missing piece in environments is the presence of the father. And they talk about that. Jim Trelease in his uh, Read Aloud Handbook talked about the number one uh, key to a kid reading is the dad reading, seeing the dad read. And I'm thinking, um, and I think fathers, they're beat at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They're tired. And I read somewhere, give them a moment to recoup, and then they can, you know, let them rest or whatnot. And then, you know, but I really think if this love language will help the mom, if the mom's with them all day or whatever, solve that problem and saying, wait till your dad gets home. Don't do that. Yeah. Because let, let dad coming home be a celebration. Yeah. He's home, you know. Great. I will. What did, uh, was it Matt Walsh or something said, look, men are simple. Really, they just want to come home to uh, kids that are excited to see them and a, a grateful wife. And a home-cooked meal or yeah. something like that. Or Pretty simple, yeah. So if those things are met, I mean, he's going to be happy. Mm -hmm. So 
And, and that's what you want. You want the kids to let, let home be their soft place to fall. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you won't discipline. Because if you love someone, you will discipline. Like, I mean, that's your fifth cookie. That's enough. Mm -hmm. You know, that's discipline. That's love. You know. Well, that's the job of the kid is to push the boundaries. Where are the boundaries? They don't know. No. And it's the job of the parents to say, this is the boundary. And that's what makes the kid feel safe is when like, oh, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. So really, they're doing their job by asking for the fifth cookie. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and, and, and they need to be stopped. Yeah. But I know. And if your emotional love tank's full and I say that's enough cookies, then you're good with that. They know, you're, they yeah. know that you're saying that out of love. The key to motivating a child is to get her to take responsibility for her own behavior. Huge. Huge. Would you agree? Agree. I mean, huge. And no blame game. Just say, I... Broke the cookie jar. I mean, we must want some cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> the more responsibility the parent takes regarding the homework, the less the child will take. And mm -hmm. I thought you could just tell about your homework um, system that's yeah. working really well for you. Well, that that's a great tie-in to that the pizza analogy. That um, because that you know you think of responsibility as a pizza, and a lot of times parents and I was doing that. I had the whole pizza. I was taking all of this responsibility, the emotional investment of my kids' homework on myself because I didn't want to be seen as a bad parent who didn't help their, you know, I want like, oh, I can't, yeah. we got to get the homework done. We got to get the homework done. <laughs> Not my kids. My so, kids are going to have it done. So they had no emotional investment. So it was always, I was reminding them to get it out. And kind of nagging. Nagging. Oh, definitely nagging. And telling them to put it up. And it was all on me. And I've already been to school, you know, yeah. I've already done my homework. And so it, that was, a, that I like the visual of the pizza. And I'm like, they said, if, if the parent has all the pizza slices, the kid will be apathetic. There's nothing for them to, there's. And you've actually seen that, haven't you? I have seen that. And, and so, then you saw the change. So what I've did you do differently? So I stepped back. And, and so then I said, we made a, a chart, a chart, a kind of a chore list of things. So, because I read about, especially boys, um, it, it really, I think it's good for everybody. I like lists, but having to see something instead of me saying it. And that feeling of marking it and off. And the feeling of marking it off. And so now we have the list for each kid. And then they can't have their screen time until they have done these things. Like washed out their lunchbox, done their homework, put up their clothes, whatever it is on the list. They have to have that. And I don't have to say anything. And it's so nice because that's, that they take full responsibility and then I just, I'd go about my day. And then if they ask or try to do their screen time or reward, I'm like, all I have to say is, did you do your list? And that's it. If they haven't done their list, they don't get the, and it works so good. And they have full responsibility for their homework. I don't and have to remind them. that took it off your shoulders. And also you're yeah. training them. Yes. Because if you take you out of the picture the way it used to be, they would be epic failures because they wouldn't know anything. But now you're training them. To take responsibility. So it's huge. It is huge. And it is, it is hard them. though because you do have to let them fail. And yeah. that is hard as a parent. But it's so beneficial to them. Like he, So before I did this, he was making pretty good grades. Because, you know, but yeah. when I take a step back, you're going to have to expect there's going to be a transition that, period. That's well, that layer of perfection. Yes. you got to let it, which was hard for you because she was a girl who, I never said do her homework, ever. She was like doing her homework and it had to be a hundred, blah, 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 you know, but her brothers, she saw your, your boys are your brothers. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, as long as we're passing, we're okay, you know, but you were, I, I know how hard that was and I really applaud you. I'm Thank so you. proud of you because you do need to let them fail. 
and um and you're doing that so good job well and that's a lot of your support and like reading has helped me realize that too and like it's really like my son he had a bad grade i think he missed out on a fun friday because of it well then now he hasn't had that one as bad since so he's understanding consequences and responsibility Mm -hmm. and it's not on me so it's it's and it's a life lesson yes it is and, uh, and and he has a little bit there that he said the primary lifetime threat to your child is his or her own anger. Mm. So I think now we want to deal with that when they're six and seven, eight, nine, instead of 25. You know what I'm saying? What did he say? So, the goal in there is to get that under, they need to know how to manage anger by by the time they're 16. Yeah. Or, that should be our goal. Mm-hmm. They need to have And then that I had read that. somewhere and I put a note there that anger is a secondary emotion. So if they're angry, find out why. Because what is this linked to? Because you don't get angry just to be angry. Mm. So it is a second. You're lonely when you're alone. Mm. You you and you don't want to be. You know sometimes you want to be alone. But secondary emotion means uh, did someone say something ugly to me at school? And usually that will be hooked to their love language. Mm. Because it's not going to make me mad if words of affirmation is not my love language and you call me, uh, you know, duty a dodo head or <laughs> yeah. something. It's not going to bother me. Yeah, you know. But if if it's if it is, then you will have hurt me and wounded me, and then I might be mad at my little brother. Mm. You know, it's kind of yes. like that story of the guy who kicks the dog. Yes. And he goes home, and he's a, he's a tyrant. But it's nothing that anyone at home did. Yeah. Home needs to be our safe place to fall, and uh, we need to work on anger and address it. Yes. And and, and not just, uh, well, he's just that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 is that? That's not teaching any. You know. But we have to we have to hold and that's the hard thing too. So with the kids in anger, we have to hold space for them to be angry without us getting angry. Oh yeah, you we have well, then it ruins everything. Yeah, that doesn't show anything. And it's hard when they're they're volatile and saying things that are hurtful and because they want a reaction because they're mad. They want everyone else to be mad. So that's really good of that. I don't know um, what that was that the triangle thing that you posted. Yeah. I mean, that you not posted, but you shared with me. And it was, what was in the, the triangle where you are a victim and then a persecutor and then a, a, a rescuer. And then down here, it has creator, coach, and another C word. Encourager? Oh, a C. But anyway... You want them in that triangle that's productive. Mm-hmm. But we're not all going to be in there. And you said they cycle back and through and all that yes. kind of stuff. So, uh, I, You I, can kind of know where they're at because you, you're not going to be on the creative side if you're blaming. Yeah. If you're blaming someone for what's going on, then you're in the wrong triangle. But I do think the important thing for a parent is not to think, take it personally, yes. to realize that something's going on, and um, because we do want to react to things, just I, you know, that's the time to say a prayer. Mm, that's good. That is a good time just to stop, and yeah, you know, like again in that movie, remember the goal. The coach comes to cross country practice, and everybody quit but five people. And so she just doesn't, she said, where is everybody? And, and they, they say, they all quit. This one girl got everybody to quit but us. But we're not going to quit, coach. That's what they say. And then she doesn't say anything for a while. And I think she's praying mm-hmm. to give her strength. And then she goes and says, First um, Corinthians 1031. And in that, it says, whether we eat or drink, and she said, or run, we do all to the glory of God. That can work in every situation, mm-hmm. whether we eat or drink, and then put in or clean our room. 
whether we eat or drink or do your homework. Yes. Whatever we're doing, we're doing for the glory of God. And then that kind of makes, we need a purpose. Yes. That's our purpose. I mean, I think that's huge. I think so too. And I think that is a wrap on The Five Love Languages of Children by Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell. If you haven't read it, we highly recommend it. For kids, uh, grandkids, and neighbor kids, or any students. Yeah, and I think it would help anybody. Yes. So, definitely. And we hope you keep those pages turning and those book lights burning. And we're just so grateful that you stopped in today. Go pull, go have a cup of tea and put your feet up and read a book. <laughs> we'll see you on the next one.